0: Are you feeling sad, discouraged, or hopeless? Have you lost interest in activities you once found enjoyable? Are you confused about whether this is a passing sadness or depression? Focus on the Family Canada has created a free PDF booklet filled with professional advice, biblical insights, and resource suggestions that address depression. Download your free PDF booklet at focusonthefamily.ca slash pdf
1: someone observed, the hardest thing I have ever had to hear was that my child died. The hardest thing I've ever done is to live every day since that moment. Today on Focus on the Family, you'll be hearing about one couple's journey through that long, dark valley of loss and how they discovered God's light and His grace in the midst of their pain and sorrow. Thanks for joining us today. Your host is Focus President and author Jim Daly, and I'm John Fuller. John, today we have Levi and Jenny Lesko
2: with us, and I'm looking forward to the program. I think when you have experienced pain, you know the benefit of pain. And that's why I'm excited. Not that pain is good to go through, but, man, it has so many good benefits for us. For example, it humbles your spirit. That's a good thing. Mm. And, you know, the Scripture tells us, that um, suffering produces good things in us, and it's not something you hear much about in the church today, yet it's core to the gospel and what Jesus was trying to tell us. So I think, although it may be rough, this isn't what puts people back in the church seats, right? Suffering being good.
1: Uh, This will be one you're going to kick back and soak it in. Mm -hmm. And Levi and Jenny Lesko are the founders and lead pastors of Fresh Life Church. It's a multi-site ministry based in Montana, Wyoming, Oregon, and Utah. They've each written a book, and we're going to be talking about both of them along the way here. Uh, Jenny's is The Fight to Flourish, Engaging in the Struggle to Cultivate the Life You Were Born to Live, and Levi's uh, book is Through the Eyes of a Lion Facing Impossible Pain, Finding Incredible Power. Stop by focusonthefamily.ca to learn more about these great resources.
2: Levi and Jenny, thank you again for your willingness to come and open up. I mean, it's one of the most difficult things to always repeat, one of the most difficult episodes of your life. Mm. But I know you do it with the heart to help others. Yes. I'm already tearing up. This isn't (laughs) good. But um, I just Mm. really appreciate you being here. Thank you.
3: Thank you so much for having us. Thanks
2: for having
4: us. It's a privilege.
3: Yeah
2: so let me take you to a moment in your marriage i think it was fairly early on when you had this uh, crisis of vocation maybe if i could call it that yep. the vocation of location hmm. you're a successful pastor dr in seuss Calif- over here yeah dr right. seuss i've read a few of those yep. but then they were stripped away no. ah, yes. <laughs> oh. Too soon. But the, uh, Too soon. <laughs> but the you're a pastor in california you're thriving there you're very successful and you bump into
4: somebody who says, hey, you might want to think about coming to Montana or Idaho. What was Montana, it? Montana, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we felt like California made sense for us. You know, all our lives. You know, I, I actually grew up in Colorado, raised in New Mexico. Uh, Jenny from California. We ended up in Orange County. And we were just a mile away from the beach. You know, a couple thousand people in the church we were teaching at, it felt like it all, all roads had led to that moment. Season passes to Disneyland, you know. It's where
2: God wanted
4: you. Mm-hmm. It just, it, it <laughs> felt right, honestly. And at that point, there came this incredible, ridiculous idea go to Montana and start a church. Now, I, we're not ranchers. You know, I don't look like Kevin Costner. You know, I just don't, <laughs> it doesn't, it didn't make sense to us. And yet we couldn't, you know, that when you know God's speaking to you and it almost irritates you because you just know he is mm. and you almost wish you could pretend you didn't hear him. We felt like we needed to move to Montana and start a church, which didn't make sense. Let me ask you, Jenny, because uh, I think every
2: mom is going to lean in on this. It, you know, at this point, you're busy as could be. You've got four daughters, on six or younger, And so I I think on behalf of the moms, how did you do that? Mm. I mean, you had everything juggling. You had four daughters, six or younger. What was that like?
3: Yeah, that's crazy. And I think (laughs) you just do what you need to do to survive and be awake and just do it. I think sometimes we, I don't know, it's hard. But when we planted Fresh Life, we had one, our oldest daughter, Olivia, and she was one and a half. And then when... After we had moved in January, which is we didn't know was the coldest month in Montana. Yeah, we January literally Montana. moved oh, wow. from, from 74 degrees. It's not in Orange County anymore, baby. <laughs> you <know>. Get this. <laughs> Jenny's going to tell it. Yes. We moved from 74 degrees in South Orange County to 14 degrees. Yeah,
4: 14 below zero, I think. Yeah. yeah. On a good day.
3: Um, And then that week that we moved to Montana, I found out I was pregnant with our second daughter, Lenya. And so that was crazy. But I think just the having a lot of kids in a smaller period of time when you're, I mean, we were planning on waiting five years to have kids after we got married. And I got pregnant within, I think, the first eight months. And so... Um, Man
4: plans his way. God's, God's God, ways are God directs different. the steps. But yeah. I will say, you, if Lord. you are
3: taking birth control, you do have to take it at the same time every day for it to be effective. Anyway. And
4: I will say, it was a part of our church growth strategy. You know, so.
2: <laughs> In Montana, we're every person our, counts. We're
4: doing our part to grow to the kingdom. Yes. You know? No, that is so good. Yeah. I,
2: I oh. want to get into that, because your second daughter is the core of the story. Mm. And... Uh, Tell us about her and what Lenya was like. Hmm.
3: Well, she was born the year that Fresh Life was born. So every year was kind of the milestones of where she was at and where our church was at, the toddler age. And, um, and she was born with a full head of hair like we were just so surprised cuz Olivia was born like a bald old man and <laughs> sorry Olivia wow. if you're listening <laughs> face only you're a could love yes <laughs> but Lenya was born with just this wild mane of hair mm. and um we named her Lenya after Levi's godmother and um but we didn't know that it means lion in Russian uh, and it that just perfectly huh. described her uh, her personality her wildness her rebelliousness Na- naughtiness, her yeah. naughtiness um she she is wonderful. Very
2: spirited. Yes. Little girl, spirited. it sounds like. Yeah. Um, describe for us then, uh, I think it was five days before Christmas in 2012 mm-hmm. um, when tragedy struck your family. What were the details? What was happening? What took place?
3: So five days before Christmas is always wild and crazy, probably for anybody. But we were getting ready for our church christmas eve services so levi was studying for um his message we were just wrapping presents getting the girls had a birthday party they were going to so we went to a movie and so that whole day was just kind of a normal december 20th getting whirl- ready for a christmas a whirlwind yeah. and then mm-hmm. so at that time olivia was seven and then our youngest clover wasn't even one yet so it was just
4: all that that's chaos. crazy was two yeah,
3: yeah. and then was five um, and so that night we had a date night and Thursday nights generally throughout our marriage have been date nights where it's just him and I. Um, and so that night we were had a stay at home date night and my mom was watching the kids and I was wrapping presents and Levi was watching home alone. <laughs>
2: We were both
3: both watching, but I was wrapping gifts. Um, She's better
2: at wrapping presents. The multitasker. I
3: love wrapping gifts. It's a love language of mine. Oh, man. Um, But so we went. We left to go pick up the kids from my mom's house. And literally as we drove up... um, Levi took my hand and was just like I just feel so relaxed right now and that's a, that's a big thing for Levi because his My sermon mind was finished though is, I had
4: finished my message that day which is right. once the message is done you can kind of relax Right like I you. understand yes, that Yes and Feeling. we were going
3: into what we would we called Friday family day which every Friday we would take as a family we would um, just have a day um, we were planning a special dinner and ice skating. We had a skating. reservation at a
4: fancy restaurant with cloth napkins and <laughs> ice skating. No, we had built it as our big family Christmas day, right? Friday.
3: And for Levi to say, I'm so relaxed right now, is a big deal because his mind's always going, yeah. always thinking of the next thing. But for him to say, okay, now I'm ready to, to just relax because my right. message is done, and now we can enjoy get these girls, family day with our home. kids. And this is um, in the
2: driveway. In the driveway yes. of our mom's house. So yeah. now you walk in.
3: So my brother runs out and says, uh, Lenya needs you. And so I run in and my mom, Our Lenya had asthma. Olivia, our oldest, has asthma. Levi has asthma. It's kind of a normal thing in our life to have inhalers and albuterol and um, nebulizer and everything. But she wasn't taking her um, medicine that night. And my mom, I walk in and Lenya's sitting on the counter and my mom's trying to give her um, the nebulizer, but she just wasn't taking it. And so she... turns pale and just passes out on the kitchen counter. Levi runs in because he had just parked the car. He runs in and just immediately, he's so good in these situations, just starts like doing what he had learned of CPR and mouth to mouth. and, um, And I'm just like, all of a sudden, Realizing, okay, this is a, this is a bad I situation. Really I'm I'm praying and saying, Lenya, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. Mm. And we call nine one one. And it's winter in Montana. It's December twentieth, so the roads are icy and it's snowing outside. And it's so the paramedics finally come and um and come in and take them to the hospital.
4: And I just felt this cold feeling of like this is not happening and this is not. Going to end well. I could just feel the, the, the grimness in their faces, I think, when they were working. Mm. And I had asked them while they were working on her, I said, Does she have a heartbeat? Does she have a heartbeat? And they said, uh, Not right now. And so she was coded non responsive in the house. Mm. That's when, from like science, she was, you know, gone to be with Jesus. And um, so we get to the hospital. They take her to the room and they're working on her, working on her. We're in the waiting room now. And they come in, the doctor comes in, into the waiting room, and there's people behind him and he comes to get us and we're like waiting for news, like, she's fine. Can we go see her? And he says, I'm so sorry. Um, We're like, well, I'm so sorry. And he says, there's nothing more we can do. Mm. Do you want to come in and be in there when we turn the machines off? And so we just kind of push past him and we go in there and, you know, she's all hooked up, but looks so peaceful. and, And we just begin praying that... You know, the God who made the sun stand still, who gave Jairus his daughter back, who raised Lazarus from the dead, the God who brought Jesus out of the grave, that he would give her life back and give us more time with her. And, you know, God didn't answer that prayer. And so um, we both take her hands, each of us, and we the first thing that came to my mind was her baby dedication. You know, we had stood on the stage of our church and dedicated her to God, saying, "She's not ours; she's yours." And mm-hmm. so, the only words that kind of came back to me were, "It was um, we said she was yours when you gave uh, her to us, and so now, as you've taken her to be with you, we give her back to you." And we mm-hmm. we used Job's words and we said, "Blessed be the name of the Lord." There and a I, I, a supernatural sense of God's presence was in that room that night. And we just felt like there was a sense in which she was with Jesus and he was there with us and in us. And so as awful as this all was, it was gonna be okay.
1: This Focus on the Family broadcast will continue in just a moment.
0: This is the sound of the staff here at Focus on the Family Canada, every weekday morning at 9 a.m. Petitioning God for those with crisis in their marriage for those who want to become better parents and those who are lifting up loved ones to the hope that one day they will know the salvation that Christ has to offer. We'd love to hear from you too. Call us today with your prayer requests at one 800 Family, or email us at prayer at FOTF.ca.
3: Are you a pastor or ministry leader? Are your everyday ministry responsibilities taking a toll in your life? It's time to let God minister to you. Come away with your spouse and be quiet before God. Focus on the Family Canada has designed a seven-day retreat for couples in ministry. Come visit us at Carith Retreats, a quiet place to receive from God and deepen your connection to Him, your spouse, and your calling. Find rest, find renewal, find reconnection with God. Find out more at CarithRetreats.ca
0: Do you wake up and think of all the ways the day could go wrong? Does a list of worst-case scenarios play on a loop in your head? Can the littlest thing set off a spiral of what-ifs? Focus on the Family Canada has created a free PDF booklet filled with professional advice, biblical insights, and follow-up resource suggestions to help you better understand and navigate anxiety in your life. Download your free PDF booklet at focusonthefamily.ca anxietypdf. That's focusonthefamily.ca anxietypdf.
1: Thanks for listening to Focus on the Family. We'll continue now with the balance of our programming. You know, my mind's just rolling here because of
2: trying to put myself in your place. We haven't gone through this experience. My brother and his wife have, with Mm. the loss of my nephew. Uh And it's it's hard to really understand what that would be like. Mm. I mean, it does make me teary just to think about it. But the what ifs, I could have, I should have. How did you manage that in the hours afterward, the days afterward? Did the Lord's peace cover that territory too?
3: Well, that's definitely something that happened. I mean, I think as parents, um, you just think, I should have known or "I sh- what if. And I think even just when my mom described what was happening that night with her and she said Lenya just started kind of running around the room and it seemed like there might have been like a heart issue that maybe we didn't know about. I know Levi's mom and sister both had like a heart Mm. issue when they were younger, like five. Um, So part of me is like, I don't think it was just an asthma attack. I feel like there was more. And I think those kind of questions of like, oh, what if we had found out what was wrong? Could we have, you know, all these things? And ultimately it comes to the point where you just have to give those things to the lord because i mean we're not going to know those things until heaven and quite honestly once we're in heaven all those questions are probably just going to melt away because yeah. we'll be in the presence of our savior and we'll we'll be in heaven so i sometimes i'm like oh i just want i want to know i want to know the answers and i think to mm-hmm. come to a place where we don't know the answers and it's okay
2: you got to get to that place where you can let that guilt go that's exactly what jesus
4: died for 100 percent. Mm. yeah it's a journey though you know and i would just encourage everyone listening to know that it's a process and it's not instant yeah you know we had moments of surrender we had moments of peace we had moments of god's presence and we had moments of rage mm. moments of uh, guttural guttural anger anger at god not anger at god per se i began to realize i wasn't angry at him How could I be? He's the one who saved me, the one who knit her together in Jenny's womb, the one who even now is holding her. I thought at times I might be angry with God. But when I began to really pick down on it, I realized I was angry with God. And that's a big distinction Uh. because in John 11, Jesus is the only instance in the Bible where we actually get to watch Jesus at a funeral. Lazarus, his friend, has died. He loved Lazarus, loved Mary, Martha, and Lazarus is in the grave. And the Bible says, watching the grief of the sisters, he groaned with rage inside of him. That's literally the best definition of that Greek word. Mm. It's like the bellowing or snorting of an angry horse. Wow. He was. It showed how mad Jesus was at death, yeah. at sin, and that's why he told Adam and Eve not to take from the tree. Mm. So what I realized huh. was I wasn't angry at God. I was angry with God because he's angry too, mm. and he's angry yeah. enough to do something about it. Mm-hmm. Meaning he sent Jesus to overcome grave, the grave and to, in the end of the world, when Jesus returns, to call us out of the grave. Yeah.
2: Let me ask you, Jenny, because I know in the book you disclose how difficult it was to even get up in the morning. Mm-hmm. And part of the processing here, you feel like, I'm sure, you're moving at different paces. Yeah, You know, maybe, Levi, you're getting through some of it in a different way from you, Jenny. But for the mom's heart to struggle getting up out of bed, you got three other kids. Yeah. And they're looking to mom. Totally. Describe that.
3: Well, I'm actually very thankful that we had three to take care of. I mean, we had seven-year-old, two-and-a-half-year-old, and and not even Uh a one-year-old. And I honestly am so grateful that I didn't have a choice. I had to get up. I had to feed Clover. I had to... um, hug olivia i had to still be mom and so i think that that was actually such a gift because i mean if lenya was our only daughter i can only imagine what like what would i do i mean i was joking with levi the other night like i just love my bed i probably would have just stayed in it but i think that there's just that i have to get up i have to take the next step i have to keep moving forward obviously for my family's sake, but also for my own sake and for what God wants to do in my heart and in my life and the healing that he wants to do. And I think that um, sometimes the practical things don't seem as significant, but that's a really big deal to just show up for your family. Yeah.
2: And I can only imagine, again, some women are listening that they're still in that block, like in the blocks ready for the race, but they can't Mm. get out of the blocks. What if there was something that really helped you, or what would you say to that person? I know every circumstance is different. Yeah. It's a hard hard question to ask you. Yeah. But for that person that's going, I, I can't get up, what would you say?
3: I would say that God has something for each and every one of us in the midst of the pain that we're going through. And I think that, I mean, my book, I called it The Fight to Flourish because mm-hmm. God wants us to... Flourish and live an abundant life. But what is that? There seems to be such a disconnect between that idea versus the pain and the struggle that we're going through. How do we connect the struggle and the heartache and the grief to this flourishing, abundant life that God wants us to live? But I think both can happen at the same time if we see that the struggle that we're going through is actually part of the flourishing and a part of the abundant life that we're called to live. And I think that sometimes we just have to embrace that daily I mean I think just that daily grind can just feel like what does this even signify? Like what is this what is this purpose that I have when I'm just in this daily moment right now? And I think Mm -hmm. for so many of us, I'm sure for so many women especially listening, that there's just that daily the diapers that you have to change. The Babies that you have to feed, like it just feels so monotonous, but there's such joy. There can be such joy in the midst of it if you see that there's purpose Mm. in the daily. And that just like the seed that goes into the ground and is meant to become a tree or is meant to become a flower or is meant to become whatever it is, there's a fight that happens the moment that seed goes in the ground because that the initial little sprout coming out and then the fight that it takes to grow through the dirt and the roots Mm -hmm. going down deep, that's a big deal. And that's a lot of work that happens in order for the beauty to come out. And so I think that there is a possibility um, that as we walk with Jesus and abide in him, my favorite, one of my favorite passages in the Bible is John 15, where Jesus said, abide in me and Mm -hmm. I in you, and you will bear much fruit. And I think there's just that daily abiding in Jesus and just running to him and looking to him and that there's a fruit that can happen in the midst of the pain. Don't
4: let the immensity of the journey overwhelm you. I would say, you know, you don't have to worry about next Thursday. Just get out of bed today. And Jenny in her book, Fight to Flourish, uh, quotes the Creed movie with Michael B. Jordan. It's a boxing movie and, and where his coach, Rocky Balboa, is saying to him, it's one punch at a time, it's one round at a time, mm-hmm. it's one fight at a time. You know, So you're grieving today and you're like, I don't know how I can get out of bed. And how can I do this next month or two more years? How can I grieve like this for five years? Just get up and make a coffee. Yeah. Just get up and open your Bible. Yes. Just go to work today. One punch, one round, one yeah. fight.
2: You know, Levi, I thank you, Jenny, for being the mom here mm-hmm. and talking about that. For us as men, Levi, and as fathers and husbands, we can pull back because we can't fix it.
4: Mm.
2: And we just get overwhelmed or we feel inadequate, whatever that might be. How did you process that and how, as a man? Mm-hmm. And I'm sure speaking to men listening. Yeah. How do you stay engaged in the fight and not give up and go to the cave?
4: Yeah, no, it was hard. You know, I, I memorized the car seat manual to install the latch clips correctly. I made sure she had a helmet on when she rode her bicycle. I, you know, it's my job to take care of these girls. I was a minority in a sorority for all those years until huh. God gave us a son. And so, I mean, I did everything I could to, I was at the, her well checks and, you know, we were, so to feel like I failed her, yeah, that's how mm-hmm. I, I took it for a mm-hmm. long time. And uh, I think God. I just had to let God heal me in that and to continue, you know, like Jenny said, to still show up. We, Her funeral was the day after Christmas, you know, so we still had to have a Christmas day for her sisters right. and open those presents. And yes, we had to jut out for a minute to, to pick the cemetery plot, but it was like still continuing to do those things. And I would just say layer after layer, God's grace when I didn't retreat, like you said, but put it out there because mm-hmm. it's like a an irritant in an oyster it can turn into a pearl or an abscess and if you Mm. let god coat it with a layer of grace a day eventually it becomes a pearl of great price Mm. so good yeah and i I think the thing is those
2: are statements that sound lofty but they're the right thing to aim for Mm. and not to be discouraged in the journey Mm -hmm. to get there where you could see the pearl Mm. but it's tough It's tough when you hear that news. Uh, We're right at the end here. I do want to have you come back next time. But I I want to ask this question because it was so poignant uh, the night that your daughter passed away and you're leaving the hospital and Mm -hmm. that feeling of leaving her behind. That was just, ah, describe it.
3: One of the worst things ever. I mean, we get in the car and it was, I don't know, 11 at night. Our kids, other kids were in the car sleeping, and we look back, and Lenya's car seat's empty, and um, we're just Got it. sitting there wondering, like, do how do we drive away? And, I mean, our house is actually very close to the hospital, so um, that's a whole other thing of passing by the hospital every day, but um, huh. saying, driving away, I don't even know. <laughs> How we did that. But um, huh. I think one thing that was helpful was there was a, already a sign of like purpose in it because we got in the car and I saw our little fresh life Christmas invitations that we would carry everywhere. And Lenya was always like, Mom, you got to invite them to church. You got to invite that lady who works at the grocery store to church. Huh. So we were always inviting people to church. And and I we saw had those... this
4: plan for the Christmas service in Whitefish and Kalispell and Billings and we were all we would all been gearing up for it and mm-hmm.
3: and so I saw those invitations in the car and I was like Levi we should invite the people who were who were just helping us and who mm-hmm. were there for us we should invite them to church and so he takes some invitations and goes in and um invites them I mean
4: I just went up. I was crying in a mess, and Jen, it was Jenny's idea. I have to give her all the credit. But I walked in and just said, hey, my daughter just you know, went to be with Jesus in heaven. Her body's still here. We just as a family would like to invite you to church. And I said, um, if you'll be willing to come, I'll preach. I, I wrote a message today, and I made a promise that I'd preach, and they didn't know what to do. Right? are like, uh, yes, thank you. I mean, they received the invitations, but we found out later— that two of the EMTs and um, one of the uh, respiratory therapists that had been there that day both came to the service and raised their hands at the invitation, giving oh, their wow. lives to Jesus. And that's just one little moment of redemption that came mm. came out of this. I don't think that's little. That's big. It
2: was huge. That's really big. And man, that's the purpose right there, right? Mm. So that you think about God's ways not being our ways yes. and mm. three people coming to Christ through that experience. Wow, that's unbelievable. We're out of time. This is a terrible time to stop. Um, Thank you for the vulnerability. Let's come back, continue the story and the things that you've learned. I know people are being helped um, just how to grieve Mm -hmm. in Christ. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you don't get away from it in this life. Mm -hmm. You know, so many people, I think, have the misunderstanding that you become a Christian and the Lord paves the road in front of you, maybe even in gold. That's not it, folks. Mm. It doesn't mean uh, materially things are going to be different necessarily. Blessings are there. But what you're hearing is the heart of a couple that lost their daughter and
1: found a deeper relationship Mm. with Christ in the process. Mm. That's the gold. And uh, we would encourage you to reach out to a trusted Christian friend or a pastor if you're dealing with this kind of a weight, a, a grief, a trouble, Uh, in your life, or a loss. Uh, We have caring Christian counselors here. They're made possible by generous donors, and we'd be happy to set up a phone consultation to talk through things, to listen to you, to pray with you. And again, that's a free consultation. Let us know that you need help when you call 800-THE-LETTER-A in the word FAMILY. That's 800-232-6459. Or visit focusonthefamily.ca. And when you get in touch, uh, be sure to ask for a copy of either one of these great books, The Fight to Flourish by Jenny Lesko, or Through the Eyes of a Lion by Levi Lesko.
2: Let me also encourage you to get a copy of these books by Levi and Jenny, Through the Eyes of a Lion and The Fight to Flourish. You can't beat the titles. And uh, you can order these directly from Focus on the Family Canada. And when you do, you're helping families across Canada uh, to do better in their journey. Uh, Levi and Jenny, thank you so much for being with us. Thank you. Mm-hmm.
1: And again, our number 800 family, or stop by focusonthefamily.ca. On behalf of Jim Daly and the entire team, thanks for joining us today for Focus on the Family. I'm John Fuller, inviting you back as we continue the conversation with the Luscos, and once again, help you and your family thrive in Christ.